Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Influent Live this week. And this, this show is about inspiring us to live for Jesus in everyday life, in the workplace, uh, in our schools, our universities, everything we do to actually shine the light of Jesus and be influencers in all of life. So we have one of my favorite guys on the planet here and uh, to tell some stories that honestly are going to blow your mind. So this is Craig Leeming, my my good friend. We've we've known each other for how long, buddy? I mean, a long time. Lo- long time. Longer <laughs> sounds great. And longer sounds great. <laughs> and and uh, of course Kelly, my beautiful mm-hmm. Kelly, yes. spark plug, yes. Miss Canada, fiery for Jesus. So mm-hmm. so we want to tell some stories. So so here's the cool thing about Craig. Craig did what so few people have figured out, and you know most <laughs> believers don't know how to shine the light of Jesus in the workplace without mm-hmm. being weird, right? right. Or, or maybe just being a little bit weird, mm-hmm. right? How do you actually shine the light? How do you, when you've got a job, you're, I mean, here's the worst case scenario, right? Mm. You're in a cubicle. In a room full of cubicles, what the heck do you do, right? So, so here's the story. Craig had that job. I did. I did You're in a cube job. farm, right? As, I as was far in a cube as the farm. eye could see. And these are little cubicles with people smiling and dying. cubicles. What's that? 110 cubicles. 110 cubicles. Wow. And you were one of the guys in the cube. That's right. Okay, and you're thinking, I mean, I mean, so just tell the story. Tell us okay. what happened. I became somewhat concern because I wasn't bringing God to work with me. Right. I mean, that's, that's, everybody's there, right? It's like, mm-hmm. are you shining the light? Am I actually shining the light? So, so, and I, and I didn't want to get fired over it, but I, but I did want him to, to be glorified, be with me and be glorified. Absolutely. So what I did was, um, I prayed and he, and he basically asked my heart, you know, what is it you want to do? And I said, I want to give you glory for everything that you do for me. And I want to be able to do it at work because I, I starting to feel kind of like a hypocrite, you know. I, I was, I was that was happening at home, but it wasn't happening so much at work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I asked him how I thought I should do that, and he said, "Well, what is it you want to say?" And so I said, "Well, I'd like to give you the glory." And he says, "Give God the glory," and I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right." So <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so what do I do?" So what I what I did was I, I figured out that I should write G to the power three on a sticky note, and every time I'd make a sale, because I was in insurance at the time in this little cube farm, every time I'd make a sale, I would write G three on it and put it on the doorway that went into my cube. Okay, so so you're in this cube farm, a hundred cubicles, and you're an insurance sales. You're just you're smiling and dialing, right? Mm-hmm. I am. And so mm-hmm. the so every time you make a sale, you wrote took a little sticky note. You wrote G three, which means what? Give God the glory. Give God the glory, and you stuck it on your on your on my cubicle entrance. Okay, so that doesn't seem like much, right? No, until people started walking by and said, eh, "Craig, we know you're a little bit strange, but <laughs> what, what is, is this G three thing?" Because 
by the end of the day, it looked like a totem pole. It really did. <laughs> there was a lot of G3s on there. And so I started explaining to him. I said, if you want to know, you have to actually really want to know. Because I can't tell you unless you really want to know. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I really want to know. Leaving so I said, a mystery. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, plus, they had to invite me to tell them about God at work. Right. And so... Be, be, in, as part of the HR yes, policy. Yes. So you could talk about God, but he had to be invited. Yes. So you said, I could only tell you... Unless you really want to really know. Really want to know. <laughs> and so they, I told them, I said, every time I made a sale today, I put G3 on a little sticky note and I put it on the entranceway. And they go, you made all those sales today? <laughs> and I said, I did. And so anyway, they, they wanted to know if uh, they could do it too. <laughs> and if they could write G3 in them, I said, well, I'll tell you what. Would it work I'm for sure, me? I'm sure God would honor that, but you have to really want to give him the glory. Mm. And so it wasn't long, and there was G3 stickers. No way! All mm. over the cube farm. You created a movement. I did. A G3 <laughs> movement. <laughs> I did. So, um, and then I also developed a uh, prayer book. That yeah, this is the coolest story. So <laughs> so tell us all about this. Okay. Um, I we started having um, a uh, Bible study over lunch hour in the boardroom. The vice president said we could go in there providing they didn't have any meetings or and we left it like we found it. We said, sure we will. So anyway, it was just two of us in the beginning and when about a week or two goes by and it was standing room only in this Bible study in this boardroom. Mm. Well, people started... So, so, so explain to me, because a lot of people I think may want to do something like this, like start a little Bible study right in the board meeting. So, you just invited people that you knew that were believers, or tell me. How they actually look? asked us, "What are you doing in there every day?" <laughs> you and you and this other guy, Greg. But how'd you start it? Um, we we just asked the vice president, and we we would over lunch hour we would get together. We'd bring our Bibles, of course, and we'd go walking by these people with our Bibles into the boardroom, and they wanted to know what we were doing. So within a few weeks, we had standing room only. So it was full. So yeah. you mm -hmm. had. Yes. People and and so what would what kind of what did you do in the prayer meeting? Well, we we mainly talked about different parts of the Bible that applied that we thought applied to, to the marketplace to work. And awesome. and the cool part about the marketplace, I think, is that you have a lot of hurdles already down on the ground. Mm. Um, you already work at the same place. You have a lot of things that are in common that you don't have if you just walk up to somebody mm. and you have that, that scare factor that might go on. Um, here they've got to know you a little bit, they, they know you're safe at least and, and uh, you know they, they weren't sure exactly what we were doing but that, that's what we did. We talked about different scriptures that would, that would apply to the marketplace at first. Hmm. Then what happened was people started saying, well I've got this bad shoulder and, and it's been really bothering me. I can't even sit all day long. I'm in pain. We, and so they, they, they said, you know, was one of the guys in there was, was more charismatic than some of the rest. And he said, well, would you, would you mind if we prayed over you? And they said no. And so the next thing we and know. And you had all flavors of believers. You had. Oh, we had them all. You had. Mm -hmm. so, Every so some people may have thought of. that was normal. Some people thought, didn't that know what crazy. that was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And. We prayed over this one lady, and, and we, we asked the Holy Spirit to lead us in the prayer. And we started that right off the bat so that they would know it wasn't our prayer. It was, it was God's prayer through the Holy Spirit. It was just coming out of our mouth. And God answers every single prayer that's His. Um, 
So that's the way we wanted to pray. And so that's what we did. We asked the Holy Spirit to lead us how we should pray. And she came back to work a couple of days later and said her shoulder didn't hurt at all. And we're like, oh boy, this is good. <laughs> wow. And So now what happened? Started, that, that had to be a little bit electric. It was. And the next thing you knew, everybody was asking for prayer. Everyone, sure. Yeah. Everyone. Right. And I've got cancer of the throat. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, breast cancer. I've got um, a deformed leg. I've got all these different things started coming to us. And it was kind of cool because some of the people that you mentioned earlier that weren't used to praying over other people uh, for healing or anything mm. of that nature actually asked, can I pray for them today? And wow. I'm like, I'm like, oh yes, yes, that would be awesome. And they would pray for the people and then when they came back with a good report, it just lit them so up. So you had a lot of good reports, a lot yeah. of things mm. happening. What happened was, oh go I ahead. Already, just for any, this can translate to anyone because all you did at your workspace was you created a space for God mm -hmm. and He began to move and oh, that empowered was, the believers was all him. to activate their faith mm -hmm. and be used by Him. But all you did was you made a space for God in your workspace. Right. And when you want to cause God glory, wherever glory is being caused for God, I'll put it that way, He's there. He's there. That's wow. where He dwells. Mm -hmm. So that's what started to happen, I think, in, mm -hmm. in this cube farm. So um, now tell the story. There was one story about some <laughs> yeah. disease or some, I can't remember it. it the about name. the guy that didn't want to have the prayer Bible? No, no, no. Not that way? This is another one where somebody said, I think it's like this, or was a diagnosis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, one of the guys that originally started the Bible <laughs> study with me, his name was Greg. And Greg ended up with, he ended up, losing a ton of weight. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. He just kept, pounds just kept coming off. And they were doing test after test after test. And this guy was wasting away to nothing. He was bigger than you, Bob, a lot bigger than you. Husky guy, you know. And, and, and the last time I saw him, he looked, looked like that, that, you know, pole over oh there that's gosh. holding up the, and it, it was sad. And his eyes were sunken in. And, and so we were meeting at this Bible study for lunch. And I said, Guys, we, we need to intercede for him. There's, there has to be more that can mm. be done. And he's our friend. And we, we, need to, we need to ask God wh how he wants to handle this. So we waited for the Holy Spirit. We just sat there and listened. One of the guys spoke up and he said, I'm hearing something about some kind of disease that I've never heard of before. And this lady that was sitting directly across from me had never ever, she said, never ever got a word from God. I think wow. everybody gets a word from God. They just don't recognize it as that, I think. Because well, it comes it was, as a it was, still it was small not voice, in her paradigm. right? That was the thing. It was right. not her thing. No. So no, in fact, she, she ran away from it. It was yeah. scary to her. Yeah. And so she's sitting over there. She just, <laughs> we're sitting there in a silent prayer, you know, and waiting for the Holy Spirit to talk to us. And the next thing we know, her eyes kind of close and like they kind of look like they're rolling up in her head. And she starts to write on this pad frantically. And I'm like, what is going on? This is cool. So anyway, we got done and, and, and we said, did anybody hear anything? And she didn't say anything. And, and so everybody else got up and left out of the room. And I'm still sitting there and she's still sitting across from me. And I said, okay, so now you can tell me what you heard. I said, nobody else is in here. And she goes, I don't even know what this means. But this is what I got. See? Dish diff. 
And I said, C. diff. So we looked it up, and there is a disease called C. diff, and it and it and it it does exactly what was happening to Oh Greg. my gosh! So mm -hmm. we got on the phone, and we and she didn't know any about anything about this. This no, was right. Wow. No. <laughs> and so we get on the phone. We call Greg, and he's supposed to have a doctor's appointment that day. We said, Greg, have they checked for C. diff? He goes, I don't think so. They never said anything about it. And I said, Well, have them check for C. diff, because we just got a download from the Holy Spirit. And we think you definitely oh need to check gosh. about see wow. And he's like, okay, well, they're supposed to be calling me in a few minutes to line up my next appointment. I'll ask them, because mm -hmm. they got, they sure drew enough blood to, to be able to test for it too. I said, okay, so anyway, they, just after we get off the phone, the doctor's office calls him. And he says, before you say a word, before you say a word, my friends at work were praying for me and they think you need to check for C. diff. And they said, you aren't going to believe this, but we just checked for C. diff, and that's what, that's what you have. <laughs> wow. and, and so then she, she, we hung up the phone, and he's talking to the doctor, and she says, there's the rest of this. And I said, what's that? And she says, he's supposed to wash his whole house with Clorox. And I said, what? And he, she says, that's, that's what I heard. I said, let's get him on the horn. So we told him, he said, you need to wash your whole house with with some kind of formula with Clorox in it to clean your house, to get rid of these germs. Mm -hmm. He goes, they just told me that on the oh phone. Mm -hmm. So they went to um, back for his doctor's appointment and of course it lit up our office. Mm -hmm. So this whole floor had to be It going turned into nuts. a revival on that floor. It, wow, seriously, I got chills. it was 110 mm -hmm. people in a, in a revival on that floor. Wow. But that's not all. The doctor's office was lit up. <laughs> because we had come up with a disease that is rare. I mean, it's not that common. Oh and, my God. and they had not thought to look for it. And we were, we were hearing it from a source that maybe they didn't cool? really need to know about Amazing. or didn't ever use before. So wow. It, wow. it lit up the doctor's office too. So, so tell me about the revival. What was happening here? Mm. Well, there was, there was all of this going on and we were praying over people and they were obviously... Uh, because God, His glory was there, and He, the, he was He was healing people, and and, and some of them actually. There's one lady who had cancer in her lung, and she was going back to have an operation. Mm. And we said, "Would you just please ask them to check one more time before before you have your operation?" She goes, "Well, they said they were going to." I said, "Okay." So they took her up, did a did a ultrasound, and did a you know complete uh, X-ray of her. And they saw the spot where it used to be, but there was nothing oh there. Oh my gosh! And so there was. There, she came back to work skipping and just screaming. The whole. I just. I just can't imagine yeah. what it was like. I mean, so everybody knew. Everybody had to know. I mean, this oh, stuff. Oh yeah. You can't keep this a secret. No. We were this far apart. You know <laughs> what I mean? There was this little wall so, in between. So so everybody knew what was going on, and and I mean, didn't people start asking questions and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I they mean. They want to know how this worked, <laughs> and and I and I said, I don't have the formula, but he does. Oh, wow! <laughs> and wow. and he gets the glory for it. So anyway, then we came up with the prayer book, and um, so, I wrote down so, a prayer. So so they were sh they got nervous about the prayer meeting. Yes. 
the leaders of the company are like, yes. what's going on? Oh, and I mean, this this that, is the other are, thing. Are that people was getting their getting their work done? What's yeah. this weird thing going on? Oh, they're getting their work done. We were writing more insurance policies. So, than so they ever the had. sales were going up. Yes. While the healing was yes. happening, come on, man. Oh yes. Come yes. on, man. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is the way it's got to be, man. And so the the cool <laughs> part about well, there's there's good and bad points to that. The outside salespeople were getting a little jealous. The ones in the field. Because we had license, they weren't having the revival. <laughs> well, they weren't worried about the revival. They just weren't making the sales, and so not like we were. And they were afraid mm. we were going to end up stealing sales from them because we were operating in areas where they also <laughs> operated. And we're like, how do you steal a sale? You either make it or you don't. You know, um, I always had much more luck being in front of somebody than I did on the phone. But anyway, they were worried about it. Um, so we we started this prayer book and and what I did so was they, I, so so wait a minute so they okay. they basically shut it down right they shut down the prayer meeting they did the corporate yeah so wow. so so now it's like a big Jesus setback right I mean I'm sure you're you're thinking you know well this happens right you're thinking yes. God's moving yeah now the enemy's coming in you know but honestly we just need to look at it as okay what now here's something what next I, right here's, some, I mean, here's something I learned from all this. When you turn and face God, you turn your back on Satan. <laughs> he can't operate while yeah. he's not trying to prod around on you. If you're looking at God, you don't have to worry about Satan. Right. You just don't have to worry about him. Yeah, but, but my point is, like, we, we have continual little setbacks. Oh, we do. And they really just don't matter. No, they right. don't. That's no, my they point. don't. So what so, we did so, was so we so started you, you bounce right back. So, yeah. so, okay, shut down the meeting. Well, what next? So you actually you actually got this idea. Yeah. I went out and I bought a big uh, binder book and, and I wrote down a prayer that I, I wanted other people to pray about. And I set it on this other guy's desk and I says, put a prayer in there that you want people to pray about. Don't put your name on it. Just put it in there. Wow. Give it to somebody else. Well, this book ended up getting full and we started on another book. Oh, my gosh. So people are asking. So it would for, just be passed around where people put their prayers in. Yes. Oh and so the second book started to take on a little, a little holy heat. <laughs> what do you mean? And you put it on somebody's desk, and they just, oh, I got a prayer to put it. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit was just working on. It. I've never heard of this. It's so cool. That's a cool idea. Well, like I said, there's no limit to what God can do. So if you don't limit Him, there's no limit to what you can do mm. to give Him glory. So anyway, it went around the whole place and. It was just full of prayers, and people would pray, and and people were still getting healed, and and without ever going in that room, without laying hands on them or anything else, it didn't matter anymore. God's glory was there, and it was it was alive and well. Wow. And so, then that book got on the wrong guy's desk. There wasn't 110 people that were involved in this. Maybe 100. There were 10 people that didn't want anything to do with it. Of course. And I'm surprised it's that few, really. And actually, I, I, I thought there'd be more that would mm -hmm. say, eh, no thanks. Well, the book got on the wrong guy's desk, and he threw a fit. Mm -hmm. And so somebody called me and they said, hey, he's going to go to the vice president, and what are we going to do about this prayer book, and all our prayers are in it, you know, what's the vice president going to say? And I said, don't worry about any of that. You know, I mean, Holy Spirit will give us the right words, I'm sure. Let me go talk to this guy and see what happens. So I went over there and he had the book sitting on his desk and I said, "What? I'm really sorry this book got on your desk. I know personally you want nothing to do with this, so we probably should not. It shouldn't have got here. It was a mistake. 
but it did, and I want to apologize for it. He goes, okay. So he hands me the book, and I said, you probably wouldn't want us to pray for you anyway. Pray for your success at work and, <laughs> and making more sales and stuff. I get that. I get that. I really do. And I started to walk away, and he goes, what do you mean pray, pray for my success? And so, so, then, so then we started talking about that, and he started, he started listening to some of the stuff that was going on. I said, did you open this up? And he goes, no. And I said, the majority of these prayers in here are for God to intercede in their in their sales life to mm. to make them better at what they do. I said, that's what the majority of these prayers are. Some of them are about people that have ailments or, or you know, infirmities that, that they want to be healed, but majority of them are just trying to make make ends meet and they want they they want they want to be better at what they do, but they want to give God the glory for it. So and he goes, Well, how's that work? And I said, Well, I'll tell you what, once you Oh I said, we're meeting kind of out in the parking lot in the mornings now. I said, you can come join us if you want. We'll, we'll let you know how that works. So anyway, next thing I know, he's out at the meetings. Um, no way. The next thing we know, he's asking how he can give his life to Jesus. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. So it was a good story. It was a good story. It was so cool. You know, you know. The world doesn't hate Jesus. No, most people. It's just they don't they, understand they hate religion. Mm. Yeah, you know, they hate what they think religion is. Sometimes they hate Christians, but you know they don't hate Jesus. Jesus was so winsome. Mm. He mm -hmm. was so he's so loving. He's so kind. He's so wise. You know. Oh, I love it. You made him. You made him beautiful. You made him. You, you know. You he made was, them see him. He was present. Oh my in gosh. the present. I and love that because you're showing the God that draws near. God's put, Ecclesiastes mm -hmm. 30 says, God's put eternity in our hearts. So exactly. there's this hunger there, but you made him known as the, the friend and as the redeemer and yeah. as the one mm -hmm. who draws near. So that was, a, that was a fun time. So what happens? They, the people that are out in the field begin to really raise a ruckus about all the sales we were making. So they decide in their infinite wisdom to shut our office down. Because you're making too many sales. Now there's some people who don't know how to I, run a business. I know, I know. <laughs> I, wow. Sales I, are too good, let's, the, shut it, let's fire our sales down, let's shut down Vice President said, is this kind of an oxymoron? I mean, <laughs> how, could, how could you say, you know, uh -huh. let's yeah. not make more sales? Anyway, um, the point was that they had many salespeople out in the field and they were, they were breaking records also years before yeah. and so, uh, they just wanted to leave it there for them. We said, oh, whatever, whatever you want to do. But I went home and I was disappointed mm. because we had this revival going up, mm. up there and it just was, it was sweet. It was sweet. It was like going over to the house of prayer. You know, it's, it, you, have, you have the Holy Spirit so thick in there that you, you, you oh could grab a gosh. hold of him and it was like that in this office. Oh my so goodness. we, I was upset. I'm asking God, I'm like, God, what, how can you let this happen? You know what he said to me? In my heart, he mm. said, how would you rather have this? A hundred people having a holy huddle for the next five years or a hundred people in a hundred different offices starting this all over again? Wow. I'm like, you have got a point. <laughs> so wow. that's, and I see people to this day and they'll come running at me, Greg, how you doing, man? What are you up to? And I tell them, you know, and they're like, figured, figured. And it was right after they told us they were going to shut down the office that the dream came to me about walking across the country and that, mm. that was 
Go ahead. Now, now share the last part of the story because they took the book away, right? Yes. And then you had yes. one one more setback. That's right. That's and one right. more answer. They said they said you can't have that book. It ends up on people's desks. They don't want it. Can't have that book anymore. I said okay, <laughs> it's not a problem. So we're meeting out front, and they're looking at me, and I'm like, really, I'm not a rebel, guys. But <laughs> but uh, but bit, bit. <laughs> Jesus says it doesn't matter how you pray or how you initiate the prayer, what it is that throws the switch. It's just that we care about each other, that we are loving each other in a way that he would, he would do it. And so if you need a prayer, just stand up. What do you mean? In the just cubicle? stand up in your cubicle. And we can see you. We can see all the way across the floor. The walls were only this high. So oh, just stand so up. got a little half-height cubicle. Yeah. So just all of a sudden, stand up. Somebody yeah. pop up. Yeah, like a, like a, like the whack-a-mole. Yeah, like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> and so they'd stand up. So somebody would stand up, and they'd keep talking, keep working, but we'd start praying for them. Oh and we didn't God. even know what they needed prayer for, but it doesn't matter. The Holy wow. Spirit does. So we'd ask the Spirit to intercede and and, and take the prayer in the direction it needed to go. Yeah. You you know you know what just hits me with this, and and I want you to just. Give some give some wisdom on on folks, you know, about how to start a little prayer meeting in their workplace. But but here here's the thing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, uh, my friend Ed Silvoso talks about the Luke ten model, and the Luke Luke ten model is when he sent out the seventy, and he said pray for people's needs, right? Pray, heal the sick. When you go into the city, he says first bless it, right? Mm -hmm. Second meet their needs, mm -hmm. and then third proclaim. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times what what we do is we start with a proclaiming, mm -hmm. and and instead of first blessing, exactly. you know, say bless this business, may it prosper, bless these people, may it prosper, yes. and then ask what are your needs and start praying for people's needs. And so everywhere we go, I mean, <clears throat> you know, for you, have you ever had someone come to you with mm -hmm. a, with their woes? You know, people always bring their woes, right? They bring my marriage is in trouble, my kids are on drugs, and you know, I'm not making my sales quotas and I'm about to get fired or there's always woes, right? And, exactly. And so we pray for those needs. You just pray for them. You need to say, hey, would you like prayer for that? You know, people don't say no. They don't, they don't. say no. They don't. Even the guy who, who wasn't even a believer, he's like, he was happy to make more sales if Jesus would help him make sales. He'd be down exactly. with that. Yeah. You know, and, and if people's kids are blowing up, their marriage is blowing up, yeah. they're, they're saying, pray for me. Exactly. And so we start praying for them. Well, then what happens if a miracle happens? What happens if you pray for that kid and, and they, there's something starts to change in there? What happens if you pray for that marriage? The marriage gets, yeah. so, well, now God is proclaiming God, mm -hmm. right? So it's called the Luke 10 model mm -hmm. and just praying for needs. Now, so some people don't have a lot of faith for healing, like what happened in your meeting, but it, it could be just prayer for marriages or prayer for kids or and those prayers uh, exist. just prayer for yes. encouragement. I mean, exactly. it could be anything, right? There's a lot of different mm -hmm. models of, of where glory, Jesus could be glorified and yeah. power, his power kind of uh, appropriated into people's lives and situations. Exactly, exactly. I've worked at other jobs and, and maybe it's just somebody that's walked by my, my office several times and I all day long and I could tell they're just extremely busy. And I'm working late and they're working late and I'm thinking, wow, they're really putting a lot of effort into this. I just peek in their office and say, hey, I just wanted to say, you know, you've really put a lot of effort into today and, and I think it'll make you successful and I'm, I'm sure the boss thinks yeah. it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it, that's it. 
But yeah. that's all I would say. But that opens the door. Sure. All of a sudden, you're you. a friend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But what's, but so many times when there is a little friendship, people will tell you their woes. Oh, for sure. They'll tell you their issues, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's that's when you peak. You just turn on your 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 heart and you say, okay. You start here. Here's here's my advice: is start asking mm -hmm. the Lord, what do I do with that need? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Do you want me to pray quietly by myself? Do you want me to ask them if they want prayer? Or and what are the prayers I should pray for that? Right? Should I pray for that for for that kid to what come back or to get the right doctor or what? What is the prayer I should ask for? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then you pray that prayer, and in a mirror, when when something happens, and if if nothing happens, God God has got the res first responsibility for preaching His gospel, right? Mm -hmm. If nothing happens, I, I you know. You're done. You know, just keep praying for as he as he as he leads. Mm. But when something happens, now you can say, "Wow, that was amazing!" Man, anything else you want us to pray for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I see your story, and I see one ear open to heaven and one ear open to the earth. You know, That's and right. how you've balanced both. But just as you said, just caring for another person. We we live in such a selfish society where we're it's me, 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 and the power of you just opening that door and looking into another person's heart and offering for the living God to, you know, to open a door for the living God to enter their lives. I was thinking of Matthew sixteen nineteen says, we have the power to bind and to loose and to open up blessing over people's lives and how literally you've seen that happen just by doing those one ear open to heaven and one ear open to people's needs. That's, yeah, you, you need to be, stay in tune. You need to be, you need to really be aware of the present. Mm -hmm. You really do. And um, because there's a lot that can be done. My wife, uh, she, her mission field is young kids. She's a nanny, um, but she also, that's not all she does, she manages this entire household that she's in because they're very successful business people and, and they want to just come home and sit down and eat dinner with the kids and, and you know, all the rest of it just be taken care of. So that's what she does. But what that does, it gives her a real remarkable position to pray over those children, you to know, pray over the, the husband and wife. Everyone to, yes. has a remarkable position. If yeah. you're right, you if you mm. work with an unbeliever of any sort, whatever your role is, right, whether it's your through your customers or your colleagues or your bosses or your your you have an ability to bring God in. You do, and and without being weird, and and I didn't even know that it increased the sales, but I know that when you bring the presence, and the presence mm. brings blessing. Mm. It does, and and all of a sudden things start to work. Better. We didn't do it for that, but it, it came out that way. But that's but no no no. I see. I, I think we should expect that. You we don't you, because it's part <laughs> of the gospel. It's part of our inheritance, right? It You'll is. be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. Your fields, your flocks, your herds. This is our gospel. It is, and we is. are to be blessed. And who wants to follow a gospel that makes you? makes you hated and poor and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the truth is our gospel is attractive, it is. right? And people want to follow success. And so, so I think being successful is a core part of our gospel mm -hmm. as presenting a, a, you know, the gospel properly. Uh, you know, people start to ask if you're successful. They want to ask. If you're not, they don't want to follow you, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So, you know, it's it's part of being being gospel presenters. You know, mm. so we, we're 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 out of time. But just tell us, how do we start a Bible study like this? Well, you need to. Here's what I did where I work now. 
I walked around to every cube of everybody that was in their <laughs> cubes again, because I worked for the state. I walked around to every cube and I just asked the Holy Spirit how I could pray for each one of the people. I didn't say a word to him. I just asked him that. Wow. And mm. he showed me things about them that were causing grief and anxiety and things that were going on that they were focused on instead of him. And so I prayed that they would focus on him as opposed to focusing on the things that were going on. Um, the people that I work with, my boss, other people noticed that things would get more calm when I was around. And, and it, was, and it <laughs> wasn't me, it was, it was God. It was the Holy uh -huh. Spirit having his way with that place. But that, that's how you start, I think. I think you gotta have a heart to really love and care about the people the you're people. around. Once you do that, then you can then you can open up. That is prayer. such a good wisdom. And then just find out who the believers are and ask if they want to do this. And the Spirit will bring them to you. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I honestly believe He's working in the hearts of many people today. Mm -hmm. And in those people that He's working in their hearts, they kind of shine a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're 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 attractive to you. Sometimes and getting started is just the hardest part, though. It's just it like figuring out how to get started. So, so share some scriptures about the workplace. You know, I, I've mm -hmm. got this book, Marketplace Christianity. Good place to start. Share a couple stories in there. You can just you know read a little excerpt out of that, um, or a couple scriptures from there, and just talk about it, just to get things juiced, right? And and also, Bob, you know, your testimony is irrefutable. Your testimony with your you, Jesus Christ, whoever you are. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's irrefutable. And yeah. so, if you just simply sit down and tell them what Christ has done for you, wow, mm -hmm. the next thing you know, they're going to want what yeah. you have. Yeah, this, this is one of the biggest mistakes mm. I see Christians make, is they try to make a gospel presentation that is like some official gospel presentation. Mm. And, and the, the truth is, the best gospel you can present is the gospel that you know, mm. the gospel that changed your life. It's what he's calling your personal testimony. Right. What you know, say, the Lord, I, I don't know anything, I prayed this prayer, I feel better. Yeah. If that's, if that's it, if that's your story, that's the gospel. Mm -hmm. And you, we're to be witnesses. You know, the, the, first, the first Christians mm -hmm. were witnesses to what they have seen and heard. That's right. And that's what it means to be a witness, actually. Mm -hmm. You can only be a witness to what you have seen and what you have heard. So what, you know what? Be a witness to what you have seen and what you have heard. And then you're an accurate witness. And no one can refute it. No one can say, well, Jesus is not the Son of God. You know, it's like, well... He made my headaches go away. Yeah. You know? He was for me. I mean, you know, it's like, and what can they say? Uh, no, he didn't. You know, yeah. there's no argument. That's, no. that's your point. It can't be refuted. That's right. Revelation 19, 10, the uh, spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So mm -hmm. your testimony is the on-ramp right. for other people to enter in. That's All right. right. All right. We're, we're so out of time, but this is so good. Okay. Pray for people for this. The, the unlimited power of God to be present for them. Okay. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you through your Son like, like we were told to do because he has power and authority over everything in heaven and earth. And we just simply ask you to bring your Spirit to the hearts of every single person in this nation. Let's start there first and then we'll go to the world. Every person in this nation that 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 has troubles that, I mean, you said that, that we we're gonna have to toil uh, to, to make a living and that, that 
we're we're living in a broken world. So bring your presence into the heart of each person. Make their heart soft again. Make it receptive. Make it like a sponge so that when you show up personally or you invite someone to uh, speak through that they're able to receive it and receive it in a way that they know that it's you, that they know that they know mm -hmm. that it's you. And Heavenly Father, let us have no limitations on what we can do to bring your glory to everything that we touch, every breath that we take, every heartbeat that we have. Let's give you glory for that. Mm -hmm. I pray this in your son's name. Amen. You know what, let's just agree here together. For Lord, we just ask you for the workplaces of America, yes. for the Christians to rise up, yes, Lord, God. and to give you the glory, whatever their circumstances, whatever the HR department says, Lord, we ask you to bless them, bless them. Let the gospel go forth across every workplace in America, in the world. Mm. Lord, let the gospel be presented, let it go forth. Let your people rise up. Lord, put tools in their hands. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. Jesus rocks. Amen. Come on. Awesome. All right. <laughs> God bless you. We'll see you next week.